Jesus, right? Give a hand clap for Jesus. Uh, find a seat. Uh, you know what? Find a seat, and then the person you're sitting next to, just tell them, right? Tell them that you love them, right? Tell them you love them. Go ahead, do it, do it. And then, and then give them some dap. Make a handshake right now. I'll give you guys one minute to make a handshake. Make a handshake with that person you're sitting next to. No, no gang signs, though. No gang, no gang signs, though. If I could have uh, 2 Peter 1.3 up, please. 2 Peter 1.3, if I can have the scripture up. Okay, you guys done with your handshakes? Who here is confident with their handshake? All right, if y'all confident, you want to show us all your handshake? No, you're not. Oh, okay, okay. Give it up for their hand. All right, let's see, let's see. If we could switch the lights, please. Switch the lights. Okay. Ooh, A, ooh, ah, nuna. Was that it? Oh, okay. Yeah, one more attempt. Oh. oh, that's pretty good. Oh, snap. Give a hand clap for their handshake. Don't you just, don't you just love, love? Don't you just love, love? I love love. So right here, man, if, uh, if, if you guys could just put up your phone or your Bible in your hand, right? We're going to be reading the Bible today. We're not going to be reading the Quran or the newspaper or uh, Vogue magazine or Vanity Fair or IGN or Game Informer, whatever y'all read. Nah, no one reads Game Informer no more. We're not reading Facebook. Open up to the Bible, his book, right? Open up to 2 Peter 1, 3. How many of y'all happy to be in Elevate tonight? I said, wait, hold up. I said, how many of y'all are happy to be in Elevate tonight? <laughs> Woo, Elevate! Elevate! Que, que? <laughs> y'all got so confused there. <laughs> it's all good. I would get, I would get, conf I get confused up here when I say que, because I don't know how to say. I still forget how to say Elevate in Spanish. I keep saying elevato, right? Elevato, right? Okay, so we're continuing our series called He Gives, right? How many of you all were here last week? Raise your hand in the air, 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 air. I'm about to make a song. Cringy? That's cringy? I don't know, man. Y'all put, put me in the booth. We'll see who's cringy. Come on, Gio. You don't want a rap battle right now. You don't want a rap battle right now. I'll get you, I'll get you after service. I'll get you after service, right? All right, so we're continuing our ser sermon series uh, for the month of December called He Gives. Last week, we spoke about how he gives all that he owns, in which we began to dive deep into how God owns everything. And everything we have, he actually owns, but yet he still gives it to us. We learned that last week. This week, we're going to learn how, yes, he still gives all he owns, but he gives us all we need. So say, everybody say, all we need. Now, I don't know about y'all, but some, I, 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 I can be needy at times, right? Not when it comes to food, though. When it comes to food, you just, is, is it edible? Will it not kill me? That's all I need, right? But you know, man, there's, there's some things that I do need, man, like, like I need at least seven hours of sleep. I need at least seven hours of sleep. Or like many of you know, by 10 o'clock, 9.30, I start, I start dozing off on the wheel. Like, 
And I start speaking like in uh, gibberish. I'm like, whoa, man, you know. And <laughs> Lily, Lily knows what's up. Lily knows what's up. So I need seven hours of sleep, right? But here's the thing, okay? We, we, uh, we, we, we all have needs. We all have needs. We all have things we want. There's the difference between needs and wants. Uh, for example, when you, when you go to the store and you're like, dang, man, I need them new Jordans. Or dang, man, I need that new sweater. That's an actual need. You know, you actually, no, I'm joking. That's not an actual need. When, when you're starving, right, and you haven't eaten in a few days, and you're like, dang, I need some food. Yeah, you need some food. You might need a doctor, too, if you haven't eaten in a few days. But you need some food. There's, there's a difference between needs and wants. And I'm here to tell you that God is able to provide for us all our needs. So if we can play that commercial. I don't know if you all remember these commercials, right? If you can put it up, Oscar, Oscar, if you could put up the commercial. Now, th this, this is really legit, man. I grew up on these commercials. Every time I saw these commercials, I wanted a Coca-Cola. Let's, let's turn off the lights real quick. I know it's old, right? It's an old commercial. It's at least 10 years old. So if there's a little bit of pixels, just have some grace, all right? <clears throat> Y'all don't know, know, know about this. Give it up for Coca-Cola, man. Make it some classics, man. So when I used to see those commercials, if we can put the lights back on. So some, uh, some actual lights. Oh, there you go. Woo, come on. Thank you. And there was light. Okay, and then uh, so, right, I remember when I was little, and it was getting around Christmas time. And, you know, I had, man, I had my, my wish list. You know, I should have had a prayer list, my little sinful self, but I had a wish list. And I was wishing for stuff, man. I needed some game. I needed a GameCube. I needed Legend of Zelda, Twilight of Princess, right? And then all of a sudden, okay, these commercials come up, and I see this polar bear and this penguin, and there's, they're both adorable. Some of y'all wanted the penguin. But then I saw the Coca-Cola. I'm like, dang, I need some Coca-Cola, man. I need some Coca-Cola in my life. Little penguin's going to come up to me. Little polar bear's going to fall into my lap, right? I need some Coca-Cola. So here's the thing, right? During the holiday season... You're going to have commercials blitzing you, all these things happening. You're going to have, like, you know, women that are, like, you know, maybe 120 pounds. They look very slim, and they're drinking, uh, they're eating Neutrovena yogurt, and they're like, if you want to have a slim Christmas, get Neutrovena yogurt. It's good for you. And then, uh, then you might, you know, let's say, let's say you got Beats by Dre, and you see Ka uh, Kaepernick, he's in the bus. All the haters are hating on him, and he's just like, just bobbing to whatever's in his head. You're like, dang, I need some Dre beats so I can block out the hater. I need this. I need this. And all throughout Christmas, uh, the Christmas time, you're going to hear that over and over again. 
man, I need this. You need this. You're not, you're, not, you're, not, you're not thin enough. You need this. You're not happy enough. You need this. We got what you need. That's what you're going to hear all throughout Christmas time, because not because they actually care for you, but they want the moolah. They want your cheddar. They want what's in your pocket. Yeah, okay, cheddar. I know. Is that, is that really old? People don't say cheddar no more? I, they want the dough, yo. They want the bread. They want the, is that good for you guys? All right. They want the bread, not, not the dough, man, but they want the dough, man. Okay, all right, no, no respect from Lily. It's all good. So here's the thing, right? I'm, I'm referencing this commercial because they act like you're in need of what they have. But are you? Are you really in need of what they have? Do you really need Coca-Cola to be happy and, and have like, well, like will Coca-Cola uh, start war, uh, end, uh, end war and start world peace? Am I saying that right? World peace. Yes, world peace. Will Coca-Cola start world peace? Like if all of a sudden you put it, uh, you took the rocket launcher out of a, a Taliban so, uh, you know, terrorist and you're like, give them a Coca-Cola and they're like, dang. And they look at the American soldier and they're like, man, I really love you after drinking this Coca-Cola. Is that really, really going to bring peace? No, no. They're just making it seem like you need this, but really you don't. You need what God is giving. And what God is giving is all that you need. God gives us all that we need. If we can go to uh, 2 Timothy 1.3, please. It says in 2 Timothy 1.3, his divine power has given us everything. Everybody say everything. everything. Say it again. Everything. We what? What? Need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. So what this is saying is that God gives us all that we need by his divine power. So how does God give us? How, how is God able to give us all that we need? It says right here, it's his divine power, right? So now if we go to uh, Psalm 104:2, divine power, right? Psalm, uh, Psalm 104, verse 2. His divine power. Like, I know you guys probably have never really heard the word divine. I, how many of y'all ever heard the word divine before? But, like, not used in a, in a weird way, like, for, like, uh, magazines or whatever. That stuff's weird. Okay, I'm talking about divine. Like, this is, this is now the essence of God. Like, who God is, he's divine. That's God, right? So his godly power. Now, when it's talking about power here, it's talking about this type of power. In Psalm 104, verse 2, if you can go there real quick. In Psalm 104, verse 2, you guys, you guys with me? You guys with me in the Bible? Don't be, don't be texting Bay though, okay? Psalm 104, verse 2. No one uses bay anymore. It's like, don't be texting your girl. We back, we back in the days. We back in the 90s with it. Some of y'all want to get vintage. So Psalm 104, verse 2 says, The Lord wraps himself in light as a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent. Two things that we kind of really went about last week. We, were, we found out that God, right, he's the, the father of lights, the heavenly lights. He's light, right? He, there's no dark, dark, darkness in him. There's no wickedness in him. He is light. And also, he created the heavens, right? The skies, the space, and then where he seated uh, on his throne. He created everything. So he stretches out space like a tent. You ever, you ever been, who's been here camp, who's been camping here before? Now, if y'all been on the camping trip, I gotta, I gotta see y'all hands. We went camping before. Huh? Okay, we forget the raccoons. They, you know, God bless them, right? So here's the thing. 
I could not make a tent at all, right? I could not stretch out that thing as far as my foot is from my other foot, you know, because I'm just not handy like that. Uh, but I think there were some girls that were, pretty, like, really good at it, and I was kind of, like, hating on the low because I was like, they already had a tent. You know, they were making, like, s'mores on the side. I'm like, dang. But I can't stretch out a tent at all. I can't make one. But God is able to stretch out the heavens like a tent. So think about God literally speaking life into existence, and he starts to stretch the Milky Way. He starts to stretch each galaxy, all of the universe. He's stretching it out. And this is the power that we're dealing with right now. And listen, a lot of us may doubt that. There was a man named Job. He doubted that for a split second. He was about to dart that, doubt that, but then God had rebuked him. If we go to Job 38, 118, if y'all can turn there, and if you turn there in your Bibles, we're going to be doing a lot of flipping through Scripture. So stay with me, right? Stay with me. So Job 1, 8, Job 1 to 18, right? So then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. Understand, Job has gone through a lot of, in his life at this point. How many of y'all read the book of Job? It's a long, long, long book. If you read it, though, you will, not, you will not regret it. It is an awesome book that talks about the suffering and God's plan during the suffering, why God allows suffering. It's a beautiful book. My mama used to read it to me all the time, beautiful moments. So it says right here, then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. He said, who is this that obscures my plans without, with words without knowledge? Who is this that starts to nitpick all my ideas, what I'm doing with words that are coming out of your mouth, but you don't know anything? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you. So God now says, get ready, boy. It's about to go down. We're about to go at it. And he says, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. While the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy, who shut up the sea behind the doors when it bust forth from the womb, when I made the clouds the gar its garment? And wrapped it in thick darkness when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and its bars in place. When I said, this is far, this is far you may come and no further. Here's where you, your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? That it may take the earth by its edges and shake the wicked out of it. The earth lake, uh, la takes shape like clay under a seal. And it says the, that its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea? And then it continues to say, or walked in the recesses of the deep. Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest dark darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? It says, tell me if you know all this. So he basically tells you, were you there when I did stretch out the heavens? Were you there when I, when I matted out, the, when, I, uh, when I charted out the stars, when I basically designed the sun and, and put heat in it, its furnace, dude, like all this stuff, it's very poetic, it's very beautiful, but what is Job's answer probably? I mean, this is, this is hundreds of, maybe this is thousands of years ago, hundreds of thousands of years ago, whatever you think, right? I believe, right? According to the Bible, only 6,000 years. So this is probably four or 5,000 years ago right? Job is literally hearing from God all these questions, all these questions he cannot answer, but yet he has all these, all these questions God's bringing him. He has no answer, but yet he still continues to doubt God 
But God, God's saying, listen, do you know my power? Do you know my ability? Do you not know that I created you? Do you not know I breathed life into dust and bam, it gave life? That, that, he doesn't understand that. He speaks words without knowledge. He's saying a bunch of nonsense. It's a bunch of mumble rap coming from Joe when God is on a lyric. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But here's the thing. It doesn't make any sense. How are you going to question the creator? Does a, pot, does a pot question the potter? Does the, does the bike question the person making the bike? Like, why did you give me two wheels? No. These things don't happen because it makes no sense. God is all powerful. And this power, right, it, it, when it's speaking of it, it's the influence to change creation. So a lot of people are like, man, dude, you know, like, you know, how did, how did all this thing come into existence? I had a conversation with a young man yesterday named Gio. He came to our life group, awesome guy, and he was asking all these questions. Like, you know, how did God do this? How did God do that? That's impossible. That's impossible. God is able to do that. And I was just like, dude, this is God we're talking about. This is almighty. This is the most powerful being that you could ever think of. Then uh, infinity times that we, he's beyond our imagination. Heck, he created our imagination. This is the power of God. And here's the thing, right? If we can go to Matthew 5, 45, this God decides to give. This God gives now. And a lot of us think that, like I said, I want to re, re, uh, reinstate this. God is not just giving things to what we think is good people and what we think are bad people. Like, here, man, I'm going to make sure you get debt and you get cancer because you cheated on your taxes or you lied to your mom. Oh, you know, I'm going to make sure I give you $100,000 in your checking account. No doubt. No deal. You don't got to do anything just because, you know, you fed that homeless guy once in a while. No, this powerful God, he's able, he's able to cause his son, right, the son that he owns, to rise on the evil and the good and send rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So good, he, he's the one that causes the, the, the changes in temperature. Without his power, we would not have rain. We would not have sun. It's not like he's literally... Like, like I, you know, we can't, like, understand why it rains or why, you know, there's, sun, there's a sun there. And there's a necessity for it. But God placed that necessity here. He is powerful, right? So I'm, I'm saying all this glorifying God, the majesty of God, how awesome he is. And to ask you this question, are there limits to his divine power? Can he, can, can, like we had in worship this morning, can the Almighty be stopped? Can someone stop the Lord Almighty? Is someone powerful enough? Is, was Job able to answer, be like, yeah, I got the answer, bro. What you mean, God? I got you. I already know how the, the, the seas, I was there when the seas were established. I was there. You don't even got a trip, God. I know everything. Was he able to answer that? Was he able to say that, I'm, that he was able to chart off the whole world and know the expanses of the earth? Man, he, he probably has never been more than 20 miles away from his, his village or whatever. <clears throat> God cannot be stopped. There are no limits to his power. But now, as we're getting into something, I want you to focus on even the, what we think is possible. We think it's impossible for us. So, like, you know, a lot of us guys, a lot of us people here, right, we be, we've been liars in the past. We've been compulsive liars. When faced with pressure, we just have to lie. And we think, man, this is just who I am. I have to lie. Well, man, do God can change you. God can't change me. Oh, man, I've always been depressed. I've always had depression. That's just, it's too powerful. I've got like, too much of a grip on me. 
Well, can God change you? Not me. He can change other people. See, God is powerful. Nothing in this earth can stop his power. So this is the, the next point I want to bring up to you is what has he given us now? Now that we, we know that he gives us all we need, that he's all powerful, what has he given us? And, and it says, right, if we can go back to 1 Peter, he gives us everything, all things that we need for a godly life. I like the ESV version. It says everything we need when it comes to life and godliness. So Listen, when I, when I, I'm going to explain really what I mean by godliness. Y'all might be thinking, man, like, you know, there's a rap song where it's like too godly or whatever, you know, because they're dressed in white or whatever. I don't even know. Is there a rap song like that? Or am I just tweaking? There is, right? Yeah, right? I'm not talking about you dressed in white, you know, you got in swag or whatever. I'm talking about legit holiness, the nature of God. And it says uh, <clears throat> in Psalm 23.1, because like I was saying, a lot of you guys think you lack something, like just because... You are facing this, this, this depression or this, this, uh, these thoughts of hatred, these thoughts of anger. You know, you're, you're facing the sin and you think, man, it's just too strong for me. Or even, you know, you're failing in school. You're, you're, you're falling under peer pressure. There's just too many things going on in your life right now. God can't help me. God is not able to give me what I need. I got to go somewhere else. But in Psalm 23, 1, if we can go there, and if you guys can go there, it says right here, and I'll just use one verse because it's just so impactful. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So here's the thing, right? You're saying, I lack, I lack. God hasn't given me everything I need, but the Bible is yelling right back at you. You lack nothing. And I'm speaking to believers. So if you are a believer in this place, if you know Jesus, if you have been born again, you lack nothing. You lack nothing. There's nothing in this world that you lack, that you need. You lack nothing. If we can go to Matthew 6, 33. So some of you guys may, be, may start thinking, oh, man, you don't even know, bro. I haven't ate in two days. Make me drink some water real quick. My throat is a little parched. Ugh. Say, thank the Lord for water. Thank the Lord for water. So, but seek, his, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and some things, some of these things, I'm having a hard time reading that. Could you read that, guys, for me? What does that say? Wait, what, did it say some things? How, how many things? I'm tweaking. How, how many things? I still don't understand. How, what? All things. All these things will be given to you as well. So all these things will be given to you as well. So in the context of this, he's saying don't even worry about how you dress. Don't even worry about what you wear, what you eat. Don't worry about that. Don't seek after those things like the pagans do, like the unbelievers do. You seek after my kingdom, my righteousness, and everything will be added unto you. But God, God, I need friends. I need someone in my life. Everything will be added unto you. But God, I need, listen, God, you know, I want a wife one day. And, you know, man, I'm like 17, 16. I'm getting around that age, man. I need to get it. You know what I'm saying? No, everything will be added unto you. Man, I need a man. You understand. I'm missing out. This dude got cuffed. This dude got cuffed. I need a man. Everything will be added unto you if you seek his kingdom and his righteousness. So it's not only, listen, it's not only about like, hey, you know, I, I, need, I, need, I need money. Yeah, you need to survive, right? I need to drink something. Yeah, you know, you need water, right? I mean, I definitely know I need water right now. 
But God will provide. There's nothing that you need that he won't give you. He won't, it, 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 there's nothing. You cannot name it. He will give it to you. Okay, but then here's the, here's the next thing, right? I want to I get into because we, we understand physical needs. But there's, there's something even more important if we can go to Romans 8.32. You see, there's no doubt in my mind that, G, that God will give us what we need, right? How do I know this? I just simply look to Jesus. It says, he who did not spare his own son, his own son, his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will, that not, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? If God did not keep back the blood of his son from us, if God did not keep Jesus back from dying on the cross, but yet he gave it to us graciously, he gave Jesus to us freely, why would he not give us all things? Why would he not give us all things? Why would he not give us all things we need if we needed Jesus and he so graciously gave them to us? I know God is good. He's great. He's powerful. But I also know he's ready to give me all I need simply by looking at Jesus. That's it. I need friends. The Bible says that we do need friends, right? Hey, I look to Jesus. Jesus is my friend. He gives me all that I need. But guess what? He surrounds you with a body of Christ, like the body of Christ. He surrounds you with friends that will go to war with you. He surrounds you with friends that are willing to stay up with you till 3 a.m. and talk to you. Man, God, I need money. I need, to, I need to work for a living. God will provide you with wisdom on how to work. Then he will put favor on you so you can get a job. And, and listen, this, this is the thing is that God is enough, period. But he's willing to give us more. He's willing to give us more. And this is, I'm not just saying that, you know, God's going to make us rich or whatever. Heck, dude, like, I'm telling you right now, y'all looking, y'all got shoes, y'all got y'all clothes. We go across the seas. Many Christians, they don't got that stuff. But you ask them in their face, you got all you need? And they'll say, yes, I do have all I need. So here's the thing. There's something more than just physical things that are important. If we go back to, to second, uh, second Timothy 1, 3, uh, 1, 3. This is, this is what is most important. Actually, uh, yeah, 2 Timothy 1, 2 Peter 1, 3, my bad. But I have 1 Timothy 4, 8 ready. There's, there's, two, there's one word right there, or two words, okay? Everything we need for a godly life. Godly life, right? It, doesn't, it says that, right? It doesn't say a sports life, correct? Does it say that? Does it say athletic life? Does this say a rich life? Does this say, you know, a fun life? No, it, it says godly life. So we have everything we need for a godly life. If we go to 1 Timothy 4.8, you see, a lot of y'all don't even look at that like much. Y'all don't look at that like it's much. You guys look at it like that's nothing. Heck, if you probably were reading the Bible, like, you're like, man, dude, Lawrence is having me read the Bible for 101. Ugh. He's having me read 1 Timothy 4, 8. Ugh, gosh, man. Freaking Lawrence, man, always giving me 101 stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, you turn to 1 Timothy 4, 8, and you're like, God will give me everything I need. You're like, oh, everything I need. I need those Jordans. Then all of a sudden, you see for a godly life. Let me skip through that. Let me skip through that. 
It says right here, for physical training is of some value. Everybody say some value. Some value. But godliness has value over how many things? All things. Holding promise for both this present life and the life to come. So you trying to work out, you trying to get swole, I've been there, but guess what? When you die, ain't going to be there. Can't take that swoleness with you. Oh, man, you got J's, you got money, you got all this, you got drugs, you got, man, you're living, the, you're living that life. You're what your rappers want to be. It doesn't matter. You can't take that with you. It has no value. Oh, man, dude, you got the body of a model, but, man, you have no godliness in you. There's no value. There's no value. There's literally zilch, not a no value in the next life when it comes to anything but godliness. There's not one bit of value that physical training has for the next life. Literally, you can work out. You can be, you can be, I've been watching Rocky. Rocky gets real swole from the third movie, man. Gets real swole. I'm like, dang, bro, those steroids really look good on you. You know, and he's still, he's swole. But listen, if he doesn't know Jesus, he's going to hell. There's no value. If he has no godliness, there's no value. Now, and here it has some value, right? It's good to be a little, it's good to be healthy, right? It's good to be healthy. There's some value in that, you know? You don't want to, you don't want to, you know, suffer from diabetes because of your diet. You don't want to, you know, all of a sudden uh, hurt yourself. You don't want to do that. You don't want to, uh, you know, bang your head against the wall. That's, I kind of used to do that when I was little because I was angry. You, you want you to have some physical training where you discipline yourself and you, you do push-ups every now and then. Uh, some of y'all looking at me like, man, I don't want to do push-ups. You know, some, maybe you got to need, you know, run a lap. You know, some of y'all, like, listen, I haven't ran since, like, first grade. And some of y'all be hiding in gym, like, man, just eating, eating food in the back. Some of y'all be that person. But there's some value. There's some value with physical training. But, but what, what value? What has the most value? What has the most value, guys? What has the most value, guys? I need to hear everyone in this church, including TJ and Oscar in the back, say it. What has the most value? Godliness. Listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do in this life when it comes to sports, when it comes to working out, when it comes to how many friends you got. It has no value over godliness. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore about your GPA, right? About your, 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 your grades, what you've done in school. It matters nothing if you have no godliness. No godliness means nothing. Godliness has value over everything. And guess who gives it to us? What, what does God give us everything we need for? What does he give us everything we need for? Come on, guys. What does he give everything we need for? And godliness has value over all things. God gives us the most valuable thing. Godliness. That's it. I, really, I, I, I don't know how many times I have to do a demonstration like this before y'all actually start putting this to work. Dude, think about this piece of tissue, right? Now throw it in an ocean. And then leave that ocean for 10 years and then find this bit of tissue. That's like trying to find your present life in the sea of eternity. It makes no sense. You can't find it. It's gone. It's gone. It's, 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 it's like dust. And you're saying what's there, there's value. That's insane. 
That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. If we go to, if we can go to uh, <clears throat> James 1, 17 through 18. Really quickly, this is, making, this, this, is, this is making sense from last week, okay? How do we receive, how do we receive this? It's when we know him. It's when we know him. It says in, 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 2, in 2 Peter 1, 3, we receive this through our knowledge of him who called us to his glory and excellence. We receive the godliness, right? All that we need for godliness from knowing him, okay? It says in James 1, 17 through 18, this is what we read last week. Every good and perfect gift comes from where? Above. Who's above? God, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows, he chose to give us uh, he goes, chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be kind of first fruits he created. We may be godly. We can go to Galatians 5, 22 to 23. What does this godliness look like? If you guys can all stand up, please. What does this godliness look like? It looks a lot like this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there's no law. Some of y'all are so unmoved by this, but yet you have no love in your life. You don't really care about this, but I don't see any joy in any of you. You, you think there's something more important, but yet you have no peace. Everything in your life upsets you. You have anxiety. You don't care about life. You've given up but yet this means nothing to you, that God's willing to give you godliness, give you all this. Forbearance, that's extreme patience. Some of y'all have no patience. The minute, the minute someone gives on your nerves, you're ready to kill them. You're ready to hurt them. You're ready to slap them in the face. Kindness. Some of y'all are some of the meanest people ever, but you believe you don't need this. Goodness. Some of us are so selfish, we don't want to do good for others. Faithfulness. We give up so easily on God. We give up so easily on God because we think we can do it on our works, but he gives us the ability, the faithfulness to be faithful to him. Gentleness. The minute you're, you're, that someone you don't like or someone that's been irking for a little bit gets in your way, you're ready to hurt them. You ain't gentle. You speak to people with such violence in your lips. You hate them. You speak to them with curses. Listen, you don't have gentleness and self-control. I hear this so much. So many of you guys think you have it. But yeah, you're not, you're not willing, you, can't, you have no self-control whether to go on Fortnite or read the Bible. You got no self-control whether to gossip or to keep your mouth shut. You got no self-control whether to look at a girl up and down and think about it in your mind or look away. You got no self-control. But you want to say you don't need this. You don't need godliness. There's more value, right? Let, let me give you two examples. There's an example. There's one person who has, who has everything they need, right? He's been working out. He's swole. Man, he has a wife, a model wife. He has all that he needs, all the money in the world. He thinks he has valuable things. But on the inside, he still has anxiety. He worries about losing everything he has at all times. He thinks he has all that he needs, and he's built it himself. He's a self-made man. Then all of a sudden, his wife cheats on him, Right? Because he was good, he was good, but he wasn't good enough. All of a sudden, his kids start ta stop talking to him because his wife divorced him. The next thing you know, he gets cancer. His muscles are gone. He's sickly. He's in the hospital bed. He realizes now all that he needed 
he never even had. But guess who's willing to give him all that he needs? God. If I can have Stephanie come up to the mic. You see, God has all that you need. All of it. He get, and, 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 and there's no point to get materialistic, and he still gives you that. He still gives you the food. He still provides for you clothes, the wisdom to work, the, the water to drink. But there's something more valuable. He gives you godliness. All that you need for godly living. What, is, what does that mean? That means, listen, when you're, when, you're, when, you're, when you're mad, right, you're angry. God's given you godliness. You can have self-control. You can choose now peace. When you're full of anxiety because you're about to lose something you love dearly to you, you can now have peace that transcends all understanding. You don't need to be anxious. When all of a sudden your whole family's depressed because someone has passed away and they're looking at you for comfort, you can have joy. You can have joy in the morning. You see, what God is willing to give you cannot be taken back. He's going to give you all that you need. You're saying, man, it's been hard to be a Christian. I can't do it anymore. Listen, it's stressful. I got to say no to sin. I got to actually confess my sins to God. And then I got to be accountable to my one-on-oneers. Like, what? I can't do this. No, you can. God has given you everything you need. There's not a dang thing that you're missing. You lack nothing. You lack nothing. So there's two people I'm really talking to. If I can have my altar workers up, please. There's two people I'm talking to right now. There's the person that they don't have the knowledge of God. They don't know him. They don't know him at all. They think, I've never, I've never really met God. I've really just met religion. I've been to church every day, but I still struggle. I've had so many conversations with people like that. I was one of those people. I thought, man, dude, I really lack something. If only I can have self-control like TJ. If only I can have peace like, like Jason. Joy like Karina. If only I can have these things that these, these people have. What do they have? Why are you able to live for God? Why are you able to have a smile on your face? Why are you not? Why don't you cut yourself? Why don't you? Why aren't you depressed? Why? Why don't you just get with every guy you see? Why do you know your worth? What is different about you? It's because God has given them everything they need. They lack nothing and they know it because they know Him. So. If you guys could just bow your eyes, bow your heads, close your eyes. Listen, this message, this message is good. This message is for everyone at every moment. You see, if you're going through bad things, it doesn't matter, okay? Everyone goes through bad things, okay? If you're going through good things, it doesn't matter. That, that will change one day. You need to know this now and stick it in your heart, store it in your heart. Problems will happen in your life. You will feel like you have nothing. But guess what? God is not with that. He says, I've given you all that you need. All that you need. Lord God, I pray right now for everyone here, Lord, including myself, God, that we would believe in the almighty God who stretched the heavens. God, the one who split the seas. The one who guided the Israelites out of Egypt. The one who created man and woman and everything we see with these eyes. I want to believe in that, God. 
I want to believe in you, Lord, and continue to trust in you. And I want everyone else to do the same, Lord. So I'm asking, Lord, as they hear, hear the word, God, you would give them faith. Lord, I pray that they would receive you and they would know you, God. And they would understand they have everything they need for godliness. Everything they need for godliness, they lack nothing, Lord. God, put that in our hearts right now. Holy Spirit, begin to break off chains. Break off depression, Lord. Break off anxiety, Lord. Break off sin. Break off lust. Break off anxiety. Break off worry, God. Break off doubt. God, every person here that just hates people, Lord, I pray that you would begin to encounter them with your love, God. Lord, I pray for fresh hearts, new hearts, hearts of stones to become hearts of flesh in this place, Lord. I pray that everyone, God, would, be, would begin to feel you, Lord. Begin to know you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, you reign in this place, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, guys, you don't have to wait for me to finish praying. If you do not know Jesus and you want peace, you can come up. If you claim to know Jesus, you have no peace, you have no joy, you are beginning to lack godliness. You think you lack godliness, come up. There is no time to wait. You need to know this. You need to know this. You need to know the God who gives. Hallelujah.